You are now entering the Bloodless. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello. Hello. You're on the bright side with Kevin and Jason. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Hello, Jason. Hello. It's good to see you again. It's good to see you, too. I feel like it's been almost no time, haven't I? Wasn't I just here? Yes and no. I mean, I feel like every day in Trump years is a million fucking years, so. <laughs> That's true, actually. A lot happened since we got together last. I'm actually two million years old now. Oh, wow. In dog years. Oh, my goodness. In stress years. I'm so and... sorry that the Republicans have done that to you. But... We won the House. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, between our last recording and this one, the midterm election of 2018 has happened, and Democrats took back the House. Yeah, and I volunteered for days. You sure did. To get that. So thank you people who voted and listened to my annoying text messages. That's right. Jason T. Gaffney was one of those guys who just texted you. Uh, on your phone, you're like, what the hell is this? A bot? No, it was Jason it T. Was Gaffney. Yeah. Those were real people, it yeah. turns out, who someone, were texting you. How insane was that? Well, someone cussed me out, and sure. I wrote back, I'm a human, just so you know. <laughs> Have a good night. And then I blocked them. Oh, yeah, okay. Afterwards. Yeah. And, I, uh, I think that people, a lot of people thought that was just bots. Yeah. And that was actually you. And there were, there were several times that I totally wrote back. One person wrote this giant monologue about how annoyed she was, and I was like, you have to be patient with us. And I wrote her a monologue back about how she needed to be a little more patient. Yeah, I'm going to be definitely in the camp of I don't want to be texted by some random person that I never gave my number to in order to harangue me about the election that I've already made my mind up about. But the cool thing is... But thanks for your service. (laughs) But the cool thing is I don't have anybody's phone numbers. You Uh use an app. So I I don't know anybody's... It's not like I know any personal data. Okay, sure. So... Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I just, you know... We already get so much random stuff on our phones. So, I just like I mean, not getting called anymore. People now text I me. I get called I'm, too. Well, I don't answer. Oh, that's true. I'm like, I, I don't know your number. It's harder to ignore a text yeah. like right away. Yeah. Well, I have an excuse. I'm half deaf. I don't like talking to people on the phone. That's how uh, you should do that. I, I'm going to use that with texting. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't like texting. I have giant fingers. <laughs> <laughs> What? what? No, that's not a thing. Yeah, so that it would be like my text back would be, I'm Goofners. I can just get. There's a thing called autocorrect. I can't download it. I can't download new apps because my fingers are so big. They are not even half the size of my fingers. No, I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying that's what I'm going to tell people now when they stop texting me. But yeah, uh,. Overall, aside from you texting me uh, randomly, <laughs> I texted like six thousand people. <laughs> nice. Uh, aside from that, the election was great. Yeah. I, I had a very nice time. It was it was nice to enjoy an election again. Well, at first it was really a nervous for a hot hour, mm-hmm. and then it turned better. I wasn't watching so much up to date, yeah. you know, because I can't handle that kind of. I can't watch the needle move because I just yeah. I almost threw it, up. It, the needle is like my blood pressure if I watch it too closely. So yeah. I just would like get updates occasionally that was uh, a smarter way to do it yeah well i had i was at a rehearsal too so i was like oh, well that, i couldn't really you know i i probably would have obsessed if i if i could have but yeah. i i i didn't i wasn't able to and it was actually better for my life matt, matt and i went to a uh, gastro pub after we thought we were gonna lose mm-hmm. and i had uh five beers well i started with three <laughs> <laughs> i started well, with always start started with three and then we won the house, and then I had to get two more, and yeah. a burger, and a pretzel, and a bread pudding, and I scared the women next to me. And All right. They were happy, too, but I was like, yeah! Fortunately, elections like this only happen once every two years. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, I mean, elections of that kind, yeah. you know, I'm just saying... That if it was all the time, you would be... Oh, I would be dead. Yeah, you'd be dead. You would yeah. have died of a cardiac arrest a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have had an Between the food yeah. and like just the anxiety? Yeah. yeah. More fries. <laughs> but we don't have to worry about that. So, yeah. uh, you know, congratulations to all of the, the people who... Voted. Uh, voted, yeah. Participated thank you. Participated in democracy. It was, uh, you know, record. overwhelming. It was yeah. record numbers. And that was that's awesome to see. Yeah. My, my Facebook wall was only voting. I know. All day long. On and it, that's how it should always be. It it's should be great. a holiday where you do nothing but vote. You know, this jump, we're jumping right straight into the bright spot <gasps> if, if, yeah. if we can. Give I mean, it to I, me. Give I, it to me. I, my bright spot, of course, has to do with the uh, historic election that we just watched. Okay. Yes. 
fortunately this week, it was not hard to find stuff to be excited about. Yeah. Okay? This was a historic election, as you know, yeah. as many of our listeners probably know, but I just wanted to break down exactly what kind of firsts, historic firsts, happened in this election. The people who got voted in in the midterms in 2018 increased the diversity of our federal government and state governments, uh, you know, nationwide, uh, in a way that's never been seen before. Yes. Um, so I'm just going to run through a list of the new of the firsts that happened in the election this week. Do this, it. Give it all to me. Week, okay. Ayanna Presley, Massachusetts' first black woman in Congress. Yep. Marsha Blackburn, first woman elected to the Senate from Tennessee. She's a Republican, but, you know. Jared Polis, the first openly gay man elected governor of a state. This is huge. I started crying in the restaurant, yeah. and the women next to me thought I was getting broken up with. Yeah, this is Colorado, <laughs> where the cake maker, who just won his case that he can discriminate against gay people in Colorado, now has a gay a governor. Gay governor. Yeah. Like that. Johanna Hayes, Connecticut's first black woman in Congress. Deb Haland and Sharice Davids, America's first Native American yes. women in Congress. And Davids is also Kansas's first openly gay member I of Congress. Know, yes. Veronica Escobar, Sylvia Garcia, Texas's first Latinas in Congress. That's amazing to me, given well, that's, that that's... Texas is 40% Hispanic. Shameful that they ha it's now just the first, but I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad it's happened, you know. Yeah, like, no, all of this is way too late, yeah. but it's amazing, you know. Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar, America's first Muslim women in Congress as well. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, of course. I love her. America's youngest woman ever elected to Congress at 29 yes. years old. I'm wasting my life. Uh, Christy <laughs> Nome, first female governor of South Dakota. She's Republican again, but hey. Cindy Axney and Abby Finkenauer, Iowa's first women in the U.S. House. Oh, Janet great. Mills, first female governor of Maine. And this is actually just even a, a handful. There were so like, there was a couple of attorney generals that mm -hmm. were first. And, yeah, and this is just a this larger is a overview. Uh -huh. like, there was, and it's the first time ever that we're going to have over a hundred women in the House of Reps. That is incredible. Which to me is like. I don't know why it's taking this long, but I'm really happy we're getting there. And one thing that I that was pointed out in the article I read and was really, really got to me was that this is not just this election was not just a repudiation of Trump, which is really great to see uh, on the Democratic side, but it's also a repudiation of identity politics. Status all right? quo. Yeah. People in all of those races that I just mentioned were not swayed by the argument that we have to keep America white. Yep. And male and Christian. And straight. And, yeah, and straight, too, also, by the way. And I love that, all right? Because diversity in that, in that situation is great. We need more people from different perspectives. Yeah. You know, because the way it's been going is not right. You're right. You're, you're just right. So that's There's... the bright spot. That will change the tenor of politics for yes. a long time to come. Oh, yeah. So I was just really, really heartened to see the ways in which diversity was amazingly increased and, uh, in this election. I saw someone say... If you're feeling bad today, just note that Mike Pence is going to have to swear two women in on the Quran. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, oh, that's happy. I know it's a little Schadenfreude, but well, uh, no, yeah, and you know. he can fucking suck it. So, if it wouldn't send him to hell, he could suck it. Yes. Well, I mean, not that I would be bothered by that. <laughs> All right. Uh, no. Oh. Oh. Gosh, I don't want to be misunderstood. I do not want Mike Pence to suck my dick. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want Mike Pence to suck a bag of dicks, but not. I don't want mine to be part of that yeah. situation. No, my dick is pure. Absolutely. Well, well, my dick's not even pure. <laughs> I've let some want... odious people on there, <laughs> but I will not go so far as to let Mike Pence do it. <laughs> if he was begging me, I would say no. Yeah. All right. So, shall we jump into the the main meat of what we're talking about? Yes. All right. And I... um, today's episode is a doozy. Okay. Good. This one, we're going to go on a roller coaster. I love it. And I want to point out to our listeners that we do not have enough time to cover everything that this topic has. Okay. There is a docu series on Netflix about this that you should go watch. Okay. It is unbelievably shocking and amazing and funny and not funny. Cool. I mean, it's really not funny, but it, right. if you look at it with a humorous side, you're kind of like, this is ridiculous. Great. Well, um, don't tell us what that is yet, because yeah. I don't want to know what, what this yeah. is about. So tell but, uh, us later what that docu-series is, and, uh, because I don't know what we're talking about this week, but this week, as every week, we're going to 
delve in and take a comedic look at some tragedy. Which yeah. is what we do. So uh, what are we talking about this week, Jason T? All right. Peace. Oh, oh, bye. Love. Oh, great. Sex. Even better. Like a lot of sex. Sure. Like so much sex and orgies and orgasms and sex. Like the only person not invited is Mike Pence. Yeah. <laughs> Even fucking mother was invited. <laughs> right. Uh, John McCain's mom will be there. Yeah. But Mike Pence is not invited. Everyone else is all about love, peace, and sex. And Anyway, so we're going to go talk about the infamous sex cult of Oregon. What? Yep. This is a thing? This is a thing. Yes. Oh, I know this happened. Okay, I didn't watch that Netflix thing, but I know what the one you're talking about now. I'm so glad I didn't watch it now. Oh, yeah. Cool. So we're going to go to Rajneeshpuram. Yes. Yep. All right, so you've heard about Jesus and Muhammad. No. Explain to me who those are. And Buddha, and even L. Ron Hubbard and Joseph Smith. I've never heard of any of those people. All right, but have you ever heard about Rajneesh? Yes, him I have heard about. (laughs) Oh, Not the rest, though. He's also known as Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. Okay. And later in life, Osho. Well, that's better. He was like, we got to... We gotta shorten this up. up. Yeah, yeah. There's too many white people saying my name. And we gotta <laughs> make it easier for them. Yes, I apologize <laughs> if I ruined the pronunciation. I watched the docu series so that I could understand how to say this because I was like, I'm gonna fuck this so hard and not in a fun way. Like this is like your dick breaks. Oh, ow. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, he was the leader of a religious movement. Okay. Later to be learned more as a cult. Sure. That started in India, known as the Rajneesh movement. Okay kind of named after him a little bit. I'm good with it. What time period are we talking about here? All right. Well, first, let's start with when he was born. Great. He was born in 1931 on December 11th. Are you happy that you share (laughs) a birthday with someone who's going to lead a sex cult? Is that... The point here, are you... Why are you looking at me like that husky who just told a joke? (laughs) I just thought it was so funny. I was like, of course I'm fucking... Have a birthday with a sex cult guy. Okay. I mean, congratulations, uh, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so he was, What's your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. Great. I yeah. mean, okay, cool. We are freaky in bed. We like it. I guess. So, anyway. Was, All this means, though, is like, if you don't lead a sex cult, then you're just not living up to your who's, legacy. Who says I haven't? <laughs> That's why you got the house. Jace, Jace, that, I know. I bet I know what's in that room that I've never been let into in this house. Now it's my playroom. Is that what sure. you said? Welcome may, to my playroom. Maybe I didn't it's see the your movie. playroom. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. You probably call it the sandbox. Yeah, or some crap. You can get some sand in your eyes, and by sand I mean semen. So, anyway. <laughs> And by eyes, I mean butthole. Yeah, and your eyes. (laughs) So, he would end up dying on January 19th, 1990, at the age of 58. Okay. All right? So, now we know his life. Okay, 31 to 58. Yeah. All right, so he first started traveling the country of India in the early 1960s, giving public speeches and speaking out about socialism, communism, and anarchism. Okay. His philosophy was that capitalism needed to, quote, reach its maturity before socialism and the others could be applied correctly to society. Okay. So he's like, capitalism is great, y'all. Really? Yeah. So he was... He was like the one guy in the 60s saying that. Yeah. Okay. He was outspoken against Mahatma Gandhi and oh. other Hindu... Against? Okay, something tells me that history's not going to be nice to this guy. Religious people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Gandhi's an asshole. He stinks. <laughs> Look at him in his... Starvation. Disgusting. Yeah. How dare he have conviction? What is that, a diaper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quote from Wiki. Quote, Rajneesh emphasized the importance of meditation, mindfulness, love, celebration, courage, creativity, and humor. And making money. <laughs> Qualities that he viewed as being suppressed by adherence to static belief systems, religious tradition, and socialization. Okay. So he's like... We gotta be free love, y'all. Mm-hmm. All right? So he, his other most... But also have to, like, work in a bank? Yes. Okay. You better fuck that teller in the bank, in the bank. <laughs> you better fuck them in their bank, in the bank. What yes. the hell's happening to me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you didn't know the Almond Joy yeah. motto? <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Yes. Okay. Oh, you're so young. <laughs> What is happening? (laughs) That's not right. So, all right. 
His other most controversial viewpoint was that people should be more open to human beings being sexual beings. Sure. A view I share. Yeah. Sure. Well, and, and, and Unless Mike Pence is involved. <laughs> so I watched some of the uh, very extreme meditation practices that he had. Extreme meditation. Yep. There was okay. a lot of nakedness and jumping around. It doesn't seem very meditative. Mm, it was his thing. I mean... He liked watching people naked jump, I guess. Wait. He would meditate to other people jumping around naked? Everyone was naked and meditating and jumping around. And... Was he also jumping while meditating and naked? I think so. Well, well I would Maybe, hope so, because yeah. you have to lead by example. Well, I, anyway, I'm, I'm fine with naked jumping. Sure, me I too, mean, just don't call it meditation. Yeah, it was, it was a bit much, though, and for people who are not liberally inclined, mm -hmm. I could see them looking at these folks and thinking they're insane. <laughs> what a bunch of jumping naked people who are going ohm, well, ohm as they jump well, naked it wasn't, it wasn't just ohm, it was also screaming. <laughs> and then there was a section of dancing, and it, so they're screaming and dancing and ohming and naked. It's, it's so it's so nice of you to like to empathize so much with a person who would look at that and think that maybe those people had a mental issue. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, in 1960s India, this was kind of a big deal, uh, uh, that yeah, he was so sure. liberal, and they, he was quickly labeled, quote, the sex guru. Okay. Which I, again, I'm That's like, a great title. Yeah, you better be a sex guru. Absolutely. All right. It wouldn't be long before he was super popular in India. <laughs> I'm sure he became super popular. Yeah. In 1974, he would set up an ashram in Pune, India. Of course it was in Pune. <laughs> he, he shoved He's himself right into Pune. <laughs> Tell me more about the sex guru of Poon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it when I was writing this. I was like, yeah, it's just Poon. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is when he started to go more globally mainstream okay. once he got into Poon. So in uh, Jonestown, they had the Kool-Aid. Yep. Here they had the Poon Tang. <laughs> oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So now it's more globally mainstream, right? Yeah. And the therapy offered to people basically had Western people getting all excited. So this is like a therapy he's offering. Yeah. He's okay. at, like, he's going to, you meditate, you'll feel better about yourself. Sure. His diehard fans who fell in love with him and his religion would be called Sanashans. San what? Sanashans. Sanashans. Yeah. Okay. And so every religion or cult has a dress code, right? Sure. They wore Sanash Kosh Bagash. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you got it. In Poon, India, they wore Sanash Kosh Bagash. <laughs> well, this cult was no different than any other cult. They had a, sure. they had a dress code. It was right? a little different from other cults. Well, they yeah, they had a lot of sex jumping. And right. They would basically wear all orange. Oh. But like clothing, not just like orange robes. It was like pants and okay. shirts and stuff. They would add red, maroon, and pink later on. Oh, but at first exciting. it was only orange. Okay. And I have to tell you, I saw some of these gatherings, and it is wild to see a man in a maroon suit. I bet. He looks ridiculous. Well. And fashionable, but ridiculous. Well, that's why they went naked. Right. They were like, this is all we can wear? I'd rather wear nothing. Yes. <laughs> I'd rather you see my taint. <laughs> my taint? What kind of position are you in when you're jumping? <laughs> I jump all over the place. Yeah, but I mean, your taint? Yeah. You have to be, you've got to be spread eagle and upside down for people to see your taint. You're welcome. <laughs> One should be so blessed to see my taint. <laughs> it is the eye of God. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Lord. So. Wow. It's the inner sanctum. It's, Only the penitent man. It's the... <laughs> uh, all right. So the followers were also known as Rajneeshis. Okay. Also translated to orange people. Okay. Sure. So easier again for white people to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this was uh, Bhagwan's dream, having all nationalities come together as one okay. and paying him money sure. to learn. Sure, absolutely. But all together as one. So like together we're all fucking. You can pay me all together. Yes. Right. All together now. <laughs> make me. it rain. Make it rain <laughs> as I do my dance and my twerk for you while I'm in all, a trance. Also, I'm yeah. meditating. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was good. Thank you. It wouldn't last super long, though, because in the late 70s, the government of India was not happy about him. Mm. And they eventually were like, you owe us about $5 million in back taxes. Oh. So he's kind of in a jam. Okay. So enter his personal secretary. I'm sure he did. Ma Anad Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually some dispute about that. We'll get there in a bit. Okay. So she, well, Sorry, what is it? Ma Anand Sheila. Ma okay. Anad Sheila. Okay. She was extremely devoted to him, mm -hmm. and she was going to help bail him out. Okay. A little backstory about this key player. She is a key player in this, okay. so keep in mind. Sure. All the keys are in a bowl. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> swingers party. She's one of them. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, okay. Ma Anad Sheila mm -hmm. was born in 1949 on December 
Oh, God. 28th. Ah! (laughs) So not the same, but still December, so weird. Wow, weird. Everyone in December is a sex call. Yeah. Yeah. You get a boner, and you get a boner. This is a woman. She can have a lady boner. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. All right. So anyway, her name at birth Learning stuff. was Sheila Ambala Patel. Okay. And she was born in India. Okay. She would move to New Jersey when she turned 18 to attend Montclair State College. Okay. She would later marry her first husband, Mark Harris Silverman, and her name would now be Sheila P. Silverman. A little backstory. Fantastic. So, I love it. Yeah. She would return to India in 1972 along with her husband in search of spiritual guidance and knowledge. Mm-hmm. This is when she met Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. Okay. And she was smitten with his teachings okay. from the beginning. All right. She, along with her husband Mark, would both become disciples of his, and she would change her name to Ma Anad Sheila. Okay. Later, her husband would die, and she would be marry another follower named John Shelfer. Okay. Uh, Any foul play suspected there, or we'll we'll touch base. This Great. is just a uh, overview okay. before we get into the deep stuff. All right. So this is just the tip. Yeah, just the tip. Okay, cool. Just the tip. All right. Anyway, in 1981, mm-hmm. she would become his personal assistant after meeting with him in private. And her betraying his previous secretary by telling him that she was not fit for the job. Whoa. She was like, it's time to bail on India and go to greener pastures, like the United States. Sure. Uh, We're going to get to Oregon, I expect. So it's like very green there. Yeah. Pacific Northwest, a lot of rain. The greenest pastures. Very lush. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lush, filled with tons of bushes. Especially in the 60s and 70s, yes. It was a hairy time. It was a hairy time. The 70s and 80s, a lot of body hair happening. I can get behind somebody here. Somebody here, sure. Yeah. But like if it gets a field of bushes stuck in your teeth. <laughs> it's like a field of dreams. If you Except if, they're nightmares, if, yeah. If you suck it, they will come. Oh my god. <laughs> All that corn was just pubic hair. Oh god. Yeah, huh? There you go. Too That's much. what it looked like in the eighties. Oh god. <laughs> Alright, so mm-hmm. at this time Bhagwan had entered a vow of silence. Oh, and a, uh, as a result, Sheila would get power of attorney. And would be calling all of the shots. Really? All oh, the so shots. She's a real key player. Yeah. Okay. She found a county in Oregon called Wasco County. Okay. Where there weren't a lot of people, and she felt like this was going to be his place. They could go here and start a new ashram, okay. commune, whatever. Sure. And they would be able to leave the previous world and problems behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just have sex all right. the time. Yeah. Although it gets cold in Oregon. Yeah, a lot yeah. colder in Oregon than India, so I That's expect true. the naked jumping will be just seasonal now. Yeah. Okay. So, in the 1980s, I think, the population of the county was around 2,500 people. Okay. So, that's like, the, this county is a very sparse rural county. And okay. It's a quiet county, a lot of small towns, with names like Antelope. Oh. So, Antelope, Oregon, okay. which is a town that had 50 people who lived there. No. Yep, just really? 50. Yep. Jesus Christ. Everyone knew everyone. And one of those, you know, just like super close down, like, you know. Yeah. I went to the post office and I saw Harold. He'd still be in a dick. You can count on Harold being a dick. Yep. If you can count on anything in this world, you can count on Harold being a dick. Yes. So only 18 miles away from this town, Sheila would find a ranch called Big Muddy Ranch, mm-hmm. where they would have lots of mud wrestling competitions. All right. Getting sexier. Yeah. Cool. Out there with 64,222 acres. 4,000 what? That's a big Yeah It's okay. called a big muddy ranch For a reason Okay So it's, it was big and muddy It's huge And a ranch It's huge <laughs> So Sheila would buy it To found her Master's new city Slash ashram Rajneeshpuram Rajneeshpuram Okay yeah. Everything with this guy Has his name in it Okay That's like his His jam It's Yeah It's his Disneyland Yeah Sure and, uh, or his Disney World. Yeah. Or his Euro Disney. So, as I'm sure you guessed. Or his Disneyland Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So, as I'm sure you guessed, this is not at all going to be a problem for a bunch of white people to have a mega millionaire from India. Uh, in Antelope, town. Oregon, yeah. will not have a problem with this? Yeah. I think you're lying to me. I am. Yay. It's just another, another podcast when I get to lie. Yay. So, <laughs> so anyway, she would become the president of the Rajneesh Foundation International. Okay. And would basically run the com- the commune. Okay. She would go daily to talk to Rajneesh to talk about business and other stuff, what to do. Just to talk to him, though, because well, he was a silent But man. that was the weird thing. They made it sound like he talked back to her. Like he talked back in a way that she wasn't comfortable with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that she turned into his personal dominatrix. Yeah, exactly. Don't you talk back to me. That's right. Well, pow! Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. 
At first, they claimed that they were going to start farming the land, right? They, they're buying this ranch because they're going to be farmers. It's a ranch. And uh, sure. they, they wanted to get permission. It was so zoned. A farm or a ranch? Because there's a difference. That's weird to me. But it's, it, it's a, they're going to farm on a ranch. Fine. Well, there's a problem because it's a ranch, not a farm. Right, but they're going to make it a farm. Okay. And everyone's like, All you right. know, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been growing cows now we're gonna grow crops i guess fine well it was a mo- mostly abandoned ranch at this point and you've been growing weeds and now you're gonna grow crops fine. yeah fine <laughs> but uh they had plans basically to found their dream city of rajneeshpuram okay for a starting number of ten thousand followers of their religion holy fuck so ten thousand people they wanted to bring ten thousand people oh. into this into this ranch they wanted to bring well they, they had they knew seven thousand were going to come basically right away you're kidding me seven thousand people yeah that's and... what it had grown to in in india already yeah, it was. Well, it was, this was now starting to reach worldwide. They were, okay. they were a little like it was starting to become a little bit like Scientology. So people were coming to India and becoming yeah. part of the church. Sure, sure. And, uh, so the diehards were going to India to be with him. Yeah. And now he's moving to Oregon, so all of these diehards are like, "Let's go to Oregon." It's a real cult. Yeah. Okay, got it. So the antelope locals started to get a little bit nervous mm-hmm. once the Sanashans started to transform the ranch, not into the small farming community that they said, but mm-hmm. into a giant city. Really? They're building a city there? Yeah. Now. Okay. This would lead the uh, the first legal battles for the Sanashans and the Oregonians. Okay. What I would like to see happen, just for the fun of it, is like 50 people live in the town, right? But then 7,000 people move into that town yep. and all vote in a block. <laughs> like you're citizens of the town now. So you can so, just take over the city government. We're about to get there. Great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not saying I think like a cult leader. Well, you know, I was born on the same day and love mm-hmm. sex, so apparently I'm a sex cult leader. Okay. So Cool. <laughs> so Sheila. Oh, can I be your personal assistant, Sheila, then? Yeah, yeah Sheila. Cool. So I really run things? Yeah. <laughs> I don't and like you just things. meditate by jumping around naked? And throwing sand on let, everyone. Just let him do it, okay? It's what he's happy doing. It's, just, he's in his happy place. But shouldn't he be running let things? Let me it's, deal with the day-to-day, okay? Uh, okay, it just seems like you're stressed and you could use a little more sand. I'll get naked when there's time. <laughs> <laughs> so Sheila was really smart, right? Mm-hmm. And had followers who were lawyers mm-hmm. who managed to find the legal way to get around everything. Yes. And before long, they were buying up buildings and plots of land from the local antelope people. Yep. And they were handing out checks to older people with fixed incomes, basically of $50,000. They're handing them $50,000 checks to buy their buildings. And the people, were, older people were like, bye. Wow. Yeah. So they are just taking over the They're town. They're taking over. And they just have, it's a cult, so like everybody in the cult is sort of like signed over all their assets to this guy. Yeah. Okay. There were some people who gave him hundreds of thousands of dollars. Sure. Wouldn't be much of a cult if that yeah. wasn't true. Yeah. So, by now, there's enough people living in the nearby area of Antelope and Rajneeshpuram uh-huh. that the town of Antelope is uh, fearing being taken over. Well, yeah. So, they held a vote in April of 1982 to dismantle their town so they couldn't have them. Ooh, that's a good idea. Like, to disincorporate? Yeah. I like it. But enough Sanashians voted to keep it alive. Well, they basically lost the too vote. Late they did then. it too little, yeah, too late. Yeah, they did too late. And ah. uh, it was a vote of, like, 30 to 40. Oh. They lost by 10. And all the locals are sobbing. Like, it's really sad when you watch it in the thing. But How um, weird that, like, the locals would be, like, crying that their town wasn't dissolved. Right. That's crazy. But they're so desperate to stop these people from taking over. Yeah. I would sell. Yeah. I'm sorry, if someone's offering me more money than I, than my house is worth yeah. to Kay, sell and yeah. like live in a normal civilized town that's not cra- that's yeah. not crawling with with naked people, yeah. I'm like, yes, please take my house. Well, like, I don't have plumbing. I'm moving to Portland. Yeah. Well, that's what's so great though is that at one point they were like running the city council and they actually voted to make a field in the middle of town like a naked sunbathing area, like. <laughs> So, oh my God, we'll get there though. Yeah, we'll I can imagine like the old time Oregonians <laughs> being like, "I do not approve of this." Well, some of them are like, "She got a pretty breast, but my <laughs> child here shouldn't be seeing them." <laughs> right. So, go back to Poon. <laughs> <laughs> we like to keep our Poon in our pants That's here. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Later in the year, look, I like Poon as much as the next guy. Okay. <laughs> I just like private poon. I like it in a magazine mm-hmm. when it's it's by myself mm-hmm. with my hand mm-hmm. and my own sand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So that year, uh, later that year in May, 
the Sanashans would hold another vote to turn the ranch currently named Rancho Rajneesh into the city of Rajneeshpuram. Okay. So officially. And like make it a city. Yeah. Okay. So before long, it was clear that Sheila was now in control of Antelope. And she would tell the homeowners and building owners that, that she wanted to buy from that they could either sell it now to her for a very good offer, or they would sell it to her later when they were desperate to sell, and then she would give them what she wanted to give them. Yeah. Like, way less. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so now you're blackmailing people. No, I wouldn't call it blackmail so much. Look, I, I would jump at this offer. Like, it, like I don't care even if it's, like, my hometown, like... If your hometown gets completely invaded by people you can't stand, leave. who are then offering you more money than your place is worth to leave, just go. Yeah. Like, why make a stand in that situation, yeah. you know? So, for example, mm-hmm. some of the people who didn't want to leave, they would harass the locals by shining spotlights into their homes at night, mm-hmm. and then they would take over the city council, mm-hmm. and they, ha- they, they told a local, we want you to run for it and be elected with us. Because they wanted it, the outside people looking in to think that they were compassionate and that they weren't just taking over. Okay. So, But they were. Really. But they were. And sure. they were like, you're not going to have any votes. Like, it's going to be three to two, and we're always going to outvote you. Wow. By now, the Rajneesh Foundation International was worldwide, and they were buying buildings everywhere. Really? So it really was like Scientology at this point. Sure. So wow. they owned a hotel in Portland called Hotel Rajneesh. No. Yep. And in June of 1983, it would be bombed by an Islamic terrorist group. Oh, my God. Stephen Paul Pastor, who was a member of this group, uh-huh. accidentally set off a bomb while holding it in his hands. Oh. So oh. that was a tragedy right there. That didn't go well uh, Well, him. he didn't die. Okay. Only one other person would be injured. So it was badly bombed. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was not well done. Uh-huh. Uh, but there would be a few more bombs that went off after the building was evacuated. So, like, it didn't go well, and the building... They, they had a bunch of bombs in there? Yeah. Oh, wow. He would eventually go to jail for 20 years. The bomber, you mean? Yeah. Okay. The bombing made Sheila kind of lose it. Okay. This oh. is where she starts. Well, I was, well, I was hoping she would really lose it. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I like it better when she meditates completely naked and screaming just at the top of her lungs yeah. and throwing shit. Has she lost it? Oh, no, no. She's completely in control right now. Yeah. <laughs> so she suddenly had a real need for her people to be armed. Oh. And before you knew it, machine guns and military-grade weapons were being handed out to the Rajneeshpuram Peace Force. This is where it always starts to go downhill. Yep. Just be naked. Take over a town. Yeah. Be naked. Have your plaza of sunbathing nude. Yeah. Jumping around, meditating. Fine. Free love. Great. The weapons come out. People are going to get a little more anxious than they were before. Well, that's the thing. I saw some of these images, and Uh it was terrifying. But hilarious. What, naked people with guns? No, they weren't naked. They were in their weird maroon suits. Maroon people with guns? Way worse. (laughs) Well, as you guessed, the locals and other people in Oregon got completely freaked out by this. Sure. Oh, why? uh, These are also huge Second Amendment supporters, I'm guessing. And they were not okay with this. But they're like, yeah, but... uh, Not for these people. Not for them. Yeah. Yeah. So they now had placed a target on this group, the Oregonians, Mm -hmm. now placed a target on this group, and they were going to do everything... Don't you love when people who are like rabid Second Amendment supporters have a real problem with people of color having guns, though? Oh, they're hypocrites. Mm. They're hypocrites and racists. What? (laughs) So... They basically were like, we are going to do everything legally to remove them from this community. Mm-hmm. The Oregon Attorney General, David B. Frontmayer, mm-hmm. would argue that the city was breaking the separation of church and state laws because the people were holding public office in religious attire and the same for the public school. So the okay. teachers were teaching in a public school in their religious attire. Yeah, so no. You, you can't do that. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. You can have a school that's private that has uh, religious people teaching. But you can't have a public school with religious you people. absolutely can. I've never seen a nun teach at a public school. I haven't either, but if you had a Muslim teacher, that person could wear a hijab. And how would that be not legal? Oh, interesting. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, we just celebrated two Muslim women being elected to Congress who were yeah. going to be sworn in on the Quran, And you know they're going to be wearing hijab, too. Yeah. So... I guess it, I guess I didn't think of I think of it more as like if it's a full outfit. I think the problem is that white people don't like people of color wearing their religious garb. I don't think that David B. Frohmeyer would have the same problem with someone wearing a cross necklace. Do you? No, probably not. No. And what, what was wild though is that most of the people who were here were white. Mm-hmm. So they they the leaders were. From I wonder India. if David B. Frohmeyer would have such a problem with a teacher wearing a yarmulke. I don't know. 
Uh, if he does, uh, if then then he's not a hypocrite. Right. If he doesn't, then he's then a he's a total hypocrite. Yeah. All right. Basically, they were so desperate they were reaching for everything. Sure, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, uh, he just didn't like them, so he's reaching yeah. for something that he doesn't, you know, that he could that he could reach for. So in general, that argument I don't think worked. Oh, um, for the attorney general guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so they attacked him again for land use violations. Okay, they're just grasping at straws, they're getting everything they can get. Sure. Sheila's got lawyers, too, unfortunately. Yes, she does. Uh One of the final straws was when the state of Oregon sued them and blocked them from continuing building on the ranch. Mm -hmm. So the Sanatians branched out to Antelope to build there. Oh. So they're like, fine, we can't build on the ranch. We're going to build an Antelope. We own other land. Yeah. And truthfully, this story... Nobody's a good person. Well, no, I'm. Um, yeah, I'm everyone's bad on both sides. Good. Well, I love that. <laughs> and uh, that's that's where we live. Yes, fantastic. So the commune now had thousands of people, and they had basically taken over the town of Antelope. Mm-hmm. And on September eighteenth, nineteen eighty four, mm-hmm. they held a vote to rename the town of Antelope to Rajneeshpuram. Nope, just to, to Rajneesh. Rajneesh. What? Oh, Rajneesh. Yeah. <laughs> So all the people who are left are like, my town has just been renamed. Mm-hmm. They renamed everything. They renamed all the streets and the buildings That's and awesome. everything. They literally were like, fuck you and you're a fucking terrible town. Whoa. We own this now. Oh my God. They were like, literally like, I'm the captain now. Oh wow. Like, I love it. fall on. I love it. I mean, I would be horrible to live in that situation where you were like, I grew up here and now I don't even know where I live anymore. Yeah. Uh, that would be so weird. Yeah. But I, in 2018, I'm loving it. Yes. So, basically, it was retaliation for all the hate they received from the locals. Okay. And the the Sanashians were all like, we've been nothing but nice to you guys, so now we're going to fuck you up. Wow. Yeah. Which I love. I wonder if they actually think they've been nothing but nice. Well. Probably they do. They 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 are in a cult after all. Yeah. So, the Sanashians claimed that the locals were all bigots, which is not really wrong. (laughs) No, it's not totally wrong. They didn't understand their religion. Of course, to be fair devil's advocate, your religion makes no fucking sense. Yes. But okay. So before long, the Christians, in quotes, uh, in the area, were spreading the word to help get rid of the cancer that was in their backyard. Okay. And that the commune was basically Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, sure. Um, And locals that were interviewed were like, yeah, we could hear them fucking all the time. Really? All the time. Really? Yeah. How close were they? They're 18 miles away and they're still hearing people. But people were living in antelope, too. fucking on bullhorns? What? (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Not you having sex again. I cannot handle two weeks in a row of you making sex noises. Can't do it. Woo, 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 woo. I don't know how you're still married. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now Ma Anad Sheila Mm -hmm. was getting worried about losing the empire that she had basically set up, right? Sure. She's like, we have to win the county and kick everyone out so they'll stop harassing us. We just want to be left alone. Sure. Which is hilarious because that's what they're trying to do We just want to be left alone? Yeah, everyone wants to just be left alone. And I'm like, you're infringing on these people who've been here for fucking ever. Yeah. And now... We only want to be left alone, but we're the only people who should be left alone. Yes. Sure. The problem was that they could win an antelope because they the town only had 50 people. Mm-hmm. But of the... County-wide, that's a much bigger story. Well, yeah. And even though the county only had 2,500 to 1,500 people and they had 7,000, mm-hmm. most of them weren't United States citizens. Right. So they couldn't vote. Right. So she came up with a great idea that was going to make them look compassionate. I already love it. And is going to get them the votes they need. Don't know what it is. Don't need to. Blind devotion. All right. She's going to bring busloads of homeless people to Rajneeshpuram and house and feed them in exchange for votes that they will give to them. I love it. And they'll look good for taking in all the homeless. Okay. Right? Yeah. So they did it. They did that. And they went all over the nation. That's gave, amazing. Gave away tickets to people to come and live there and that, had free beer and food. You're kidding. Nope. Free beer and food. Let's yeah. prioritize here. <laughs> cool. We'll give you beer. Food and a place to live. Yeah. <laughs> In that order. Yeah. Wow. And so the homeless came. Sure. And then they came. And then sure. they came. Well, and they were like, this is the best thing I ever saw. I thought I had to go to Poon to get this. <laughs> Apparently I only needed to go to Oregon. Oh my God. I thought I had to go to Poon to have sex. Turns out I had to go to Oregon to get Poon. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing is one homeless guy who ended up leaving eventually mm-hmm. was like, they're all queer there. <laughs> Everyone's gay. And then the guy looks like a devil. So he's like this racist bigot. Well, he's like, I just wanted free beer. And then yeah. they, they're all fucking each other. Like, and he's like, definitely yeah. down for the sex, but for women, not for... Not yeah, he's guys. like, the lesbians were fine, but the gays were <laughs> weird. 
Like, no house is better than this place. Right. That's fun. So the homeless came, right? And they started registering the vote. Oh, wow. And the locals freaked the fuck out again. Because now Why? they're like, we know that they're going to win the vote. <laughs> In fact, the Secretary of State in Oregon, I believe this is who did it, mm-hmm. issued a freeze on all voter registration in the county. You can't do that. It was like one of three times it's ever happened in the nation. Okay. To prevent the hostile takeover, which is undemocratic yes. and a nightmare. Yes. But by the time that the legal battle was done... It had already... Well, the, already the vote was... Yeah. Well, no, the homeless, they never got the numbers they needed. The Rajneesh Param They didn't? No. Oh, no. So the homeless were now here. Well, maybe I should be happy because we'd probably be living in Rajneeshland. Yeah. If the United States of Rajneesh. Of Rajneesh. So the homeless now being here and unable to vote were a problem for Sheila. Mm-hmm. Some of them were aggressive and violent. And one of them almost killed her in front of everyone. Oh, my God. They literally picked her up by her neck, and everyone's, like, holding guns at the guy, saying, put her down, and he's Holy just crap. holding her. Yeah, I mean, it was... I can't believe that plan didn't work out like they wanted. Yeah. I don't understand. You'd think the homeless people would just be grateful for the beer. I love her thinking later. She's, like, being choked. She's like, oh, they're homeless for a reason. <laughs> they, they're, there's mental problems that we were not equipped to deal with. Oh, my God. Give him more beer. Because oh beer Lord. doesn't make people aggressive and violent. Oh, my God. Um, so Mess. this is what's great, right? Yeah. So she's like, we have to prevent them from being violent now. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, we should probably hit them on the head. She's like, I know what we should do. What? We should give them more beer. Okay. But drug the beer with sedatives. Holy fuck. So now they're drugging the now homeless people. they're drugging people. homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> like, somebody's got to be in there going like, how did we get here? <laughs> I was naked in India at one point, and now I'm drugging a homeless man's beer I, I was in just, Oregon. Why am I... What's going on? I was just here for the anal. Yeah, exactly. This is the only place I can get anal legally. <laughs> Who knew a cult would turn? So they did that. Uh-huh. They drugged the homeless. They did that thing. Okay. Um, but that didn't solve the problem of the vote. What? Don't... They've been so good about everything. Their plans are so good and well thought well, out. She needed to make sure they won in order to save, save their way of life, right? Okay. So she came up with a, quote, foolproof plan. Mm. She, along with Ma... I already uh, love it. <laughs> she, along with Ma Anad Puja, mm-hmm. who was a nurse, okay. would buy salmonella bacteria from Seattle. No! And then they would grow it in labs on their ranch. Uh-huh. They were going Why? to... They were what going... were they going to do with it? They were... They're already drugging homeless people. <laughs> what are they going to do with salmonella? They're going to salmonella all the homeless and then have them vomit on everyone. I don't. No, they don't do that. Is that? No, you... they don't do you that. You could be telling the truth. <laughs> what do I you know. do when you're growing salmonella? This I... guy's like, I just wanted to be naked and jumping around in India. Now I'm drugging homeless people and growing salmonella for some reason. I literally came here just to sit on Harold's dick. Yes, all right? exactly. That's all I'm here for. And now Why am I, I tending the Petri dishes? Yeah. So... They were going to do a trial run a few months before the election to make sure that they could poison a lot of the people to keep them from voting so that they could They're win gonna the election. They're going to poison the local, like the county residents to keep them at home on election day. Correct. All right. Uh, so they, this is before absentee balloting was really a thing. Yeah. Okay. So they started with giving two Wasco County commissioners who were inspecting the ranch glasses of water with it in it. Mm-hmm. And they both got really sick. One mm-hmm. had to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, we know it works. Okay, maybe don't do that to inspectors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just checking to see if your place is, is you know, safe. Well, and we get violently ill. And okay. they actually, I think, blocked them from going into the labs. They're like, what are in those buildings? They're like, you don't want to see that? Come over here. Mm. <laughs> what are in those labs? I'm not sure, but there's naked people over there yeah. if you want to take a look. Look at them titties. Mm-hmm. So, Well, it worked. Yeah. So they then tried to spread it during the trial run in grocery stores by putting it on produce right. and on urinal handles and doorknobs. So that didn't really work because the people washed their hands and they washed the food. Okay. Well, some people did. Some, it, it only yeah. it worked on the people who were already disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> God, I wonder how a person... I just... This is fascinating to me, because I wonder how a person makes, like, the mental gymnastics to go from, like, peace and love is the thing we need to do, or... And also, poisoning the locals yeah, is the thing that we need to do, is part of our well, philosophy. It's going to get better. Good. They figured it needed to be more aggressive. Oh, no, they don't. Yeah, so they opted to hit up the salad bars of 10 food joints. Jesus Christ. And they would be far more successful this time, and they would poison 751 people. Fucking hell. 
Miraculously, no one died. Okay. Even the infant, who was born with the infection as his mother got sick with it two days before she gave birth, survived. No. He was only given a 5% chance of living. Whoa. And he survived. Okay. So, miracle time, right? Right. They've come, but they are now coming to the brink of killing babies. Killing babies, yep. Sure. Just so you can have a sex cult in Oregon. Yeah. I don't see the (laughs) trade-off. So... At first, the officials couldn't tie the attack, which, mind you, is the largest bioterrorist attack on U.S. soil ever. Is that true? Yep. Okay. To Sheila or the Sanashans, but they eventually claimed that the food handlers made mistakes. Sure. But Oregon Democratic Congressman James H. Weaver was yes. not convinced that it was just the food handlers. Have we finally got a hero in this story, maybe? Yeah. A little bit? Yeah. All right. He would su- and he's a Democrat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he would suggest that it was an attack from the Sanashans against the county mm-hmm. while he was in the House of Reps. He did this nationally. Oh, okay. And people would mock him for being paranoid, and Sheila and the Sanashans would also claim he was being a bigot. Okay. So he gets he gets ridiculed for this, but he's right. He's absolutely he's right. He's absolutely right. Sure. Well... Like most Democrats. <laughs> the, it's true. <laughs> most of them. So the locals... All believed him, though. All the people in the county were like, he's fucking right. Okay. They believed it was an attack on them, and they turned the fuck up to vote and make sure Sheila didn't win. Really? Yeah. Oh, so this completely backfired. Backfired totally. That's like... (laughs) Also, it literally fired out of the backside. Yeah. (laughs) There was so much liquid fire. So much... So, in fact, Sheila and the Sanashans, seeing it was going to backfire, mm-hmm. actually then boycotted the election due to the lack of votes and being pouty. That is wonderful. <laughs> I love these people. I love them. So, I love them. I am them. So, because mm-hmm. of uh, I'm going to lose? Then fuck it! Yeah, then fuck you all. Flip I'm, the table. I, yeah, I'm going to poison you. <laughs> that didn't work, so I'm going to boycott, because this isn't fair. Yeah. So many bunch of babies, <laughs> bunch of naked babies. Yes. So as you could guess, many locals wouldn't eat out for a very long time after this because of the terrorist attack. Well, I wouldn't eat out the locals. Yeah. Oh, so there. Damn. <laughs> They're like, but I cleaned and I douched. <laughs> Still, I'm not getting salmonella from your skanky bush. Oh God. You're welcome. Oh, Who's dirty now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who's got no line now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sheila. (laughs) True. So, as a result, the restaurants lost a ton of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars, Mm -hmm. and health officials made all the locations shut down their salad bars, Mm -hmm. which cost them money. Sure. At the end of the day... Salad bars are really gross, though, anyway. I hate salad bars. If you need a sneeze guard, if you need a sneeze guard, it's not working. Mm -hmm. You're Mm -hmm. doing it wrong. Absolutely. If if, if you need to... Yeah, exactly. Install anything called a sneeze guard, just rethink your choices. Yeah. At the end of the day, only mm-hmm. 239 of the Rajneeshis would be eligible to vote and would vote. Including the homeless people? Yeah. They didn't show up because they were still drugged. They got the timing really well, wrong. Well, they weren't this. allowed to register, remember? Well, some of them were. Some of them some were. Some of them did. But some of them were kicked out. Mm-hmm. And the rest weren't legally allowed to vote, so they they lost. Okay. All right, so we don't have time to go into the rest of the details because we're oh. basically there's like a million more things that happened. Cool. One general thing, though, is that Sheila lost her fucking mind. She Again? She sent poison chocolate. Last time she lost her mind, they got armed. Now what? They're getting bazookas. Well, no, they, she sent everybody who won chocolates with poison in it. And, You're kidding. And a lot of people got sick. Nobody died. Why would you eat them? Yeah. Why in well, the con... Good God, people! In it, the context of these people are poisoning the voters. No, it Why was, would you accept chocolate from it, them? It was it was written as a note from the their team. It was like, congratulations to our team for winning. So oh. people thought it was their team. And they're thanking... So someone ate chocolate. It's like, thank you for sending me chocolate. And the guy's like, I didn't send out chocolate. Oh and everyone my. was like, fuck, 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 oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. Oh, man. Um... But she also attempted to kill U.S. federal prosecutor Charles Turner. How? Because uh, who's that? <laughs> she tried to have someone shoot Where him. Where am I? Yeah, they would be charged also. With, she had someone shoot him. She tried to have someone shoot him. Oh my! Didn't it didn't work out. She okay. tried to kill the doctor, the personal physician to Rajneesh. Um, okay. Because she thought he was getting too close to him and that she was losing her power. Oh my god! Uh, she would wiretap the Rajneesh's house to make sure that nobody what? was whispering bad stuff about her. She was now tapping the phones of the guy that she was supposedly, like, serving. Yes. She tapped the phones of everyone else in the commune. She's a total crazy lady. Yeah. They would be charged with the largest illegal immigration fraud by having Americans marry non-citizens just for their green cards. Yes. And they would have... I mean, no, it's bad. Well, it's bad, but they... I mean, they went full out. Yeah. And they had the largest... These people don't do anything half-assed. No, and the largest... They get butt naked. (laughs) 
I'm gonna I'm gonna tap your wire while I'm tapping your ass. Yes. <laughs> so uh, wow. they largest wiretapping crime in the country as well. Okay. So basically, really? they did everything the biggest. They sure did. They they won bigly. <laughs> so you really should go watch Wild Wild Country on That's Netflix. What it is. Wild Wild Country is um, the docu series about this, right? Honestly, amazing. Well, I have to watch it now. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's literally. I'm gonna do that right before I do Doctor Who. Oh, good. No. <laughs> You have to watch Doctor Who. It was voted. The people of Rajneesh Param voted. I should have fucking poisoned them when oh, I had the chance. No, don't say that. Don't say that. I'm so, going to poison all of our Twitter followers. No, don't say that. We love you. We love you. Just kidding. Don't forget to rate us five stars. It's fine. It's a computer. It's your own computer. Don't worry. Uh, but if you get chocolates, throw them out. Um, so it's quite uh, amazing, though, the show. And do watch it. There's lots of naked bodies. Oh, fun. Jumping around. Uh-huh. Lots of butts. I like yeah. butts. Yeah. All right. How does this end? I don't know. All right. Well, You I'm, did the research I'm gonna, on this? I'm going to tell you. Tell me. Are you ready? I'm, tr- I'm trying to get the info here. All right. Well, the government became aware of crimes being committed by Sheila and her increasing paranoia mm-hmm. and her feeling of loss of control of Bhagwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and other companions, her other close companions would basically flee the commune on September 14th, 1985. I'm not sad to see them go. When officials were able to investigate the commune, they found all the evidence they needed that Sheila had committed these crimes. Okay, like the petri dishes full of salmonella. And the wiretapping yeah. and the all that. A week later after they had fled, mm-hmm. uh, Bhagwan would go out and hold a press conference for the first time since he went silent. Oh. And he threw Sheila fucking under the bus really? so hard. He's he basically like, I had no idea. Basically, he I've said... I've been in a trance for yeah, five years. He said, basically, she was acting outside his rule uh-uh. and claimed she was a criminal inside and out and that she had tried to kill people and poison people and that she was wiretapping his house and others. That's all true. And said, and basically told the police, you have to bring him to justice or I will bring her to justice. How are you going to bring her to justice? I don't know. He's going to send his followers after the killer or something. That's yeah. not okay. So she would be brought back from West Germany... Uh, where she was living in the woods, hiding out. Okay. And faced charges for her terrorist attacks. Yes. She would be sentenced to 20 years in jail, <sighs> but she only served 29 months after she was paroled. What? She would then move to Switzerland, and she would buy two nursing homes. She's like, I'm neutral now. Yeah. I'm neutral now, and I own nursing, nursing homes. Nursing homes? Yeah. Don't put her in charge of old people or any people. <laughs> She's like, all right, we're going to do geriatric Naked oh, meditation. God, thank you for that image. Lift those breasts and mm. place them down, and lift mm. them up and saggy town. Mm. So, <laughs> see those balls? They've shrunk real small. Meditation for one and all. I have to go. <laughs> I think I got salmonella. Yes, it's gonna come out your Just butt from that mental yep. image. <laughs> so. I'm not sure what her goal was, but I guess she likes being in charge. <laughs> yes. So she would later... Old people are so pliable. Later, when it came to light that she attempted to murder U.S. prosecutor Charles Turner, she would be tried in a Swiss court and was found guilty. Good. I think she went to prison again, but then when she got well, we're out... we're not sure. It's Switzerland. They do crazy things there. They're like, don't do it again. Yeah. And they let her go. <laughs> okay, I won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's their crazy post court music. I love it. Yeah. I kind of You've go been there. found guilty. <laughs> so she got out of jail again and married again. I'm not sure how marriage two ended, but she ended up marrying a guy named Urs Bernstyle, who was Swiss. Okay. So her third husband would die soon after they were wed. Oh, dear. Now I bring this up. This kind of happens to her a lot. I bring this up because the former mayor of Rajneesh Param mm-hmm. would tell the FBI in his testimony that Sheila had basically told him on a trip that they took to India in mm-hmm. 1985, mm-hmm. before I was born, Ugh. that she had injected her first husband, Mark Harris Silverman, with a poison that killed him. Oh. She had, like, confessed to the murdering her first husband. Right. Her second husband, we don't know what happened to him. Right. Her third husband died shortly yeah. after the wedding. Okay. Yeah. Now, I watched her in a docuseries talk about his death and how he died of Hodgkin's lymphoma. Her first husband. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she was crying. And this was the only time in the whole thing I saw her so far where mm-hmm. she was crying. I still have an hour left to go, but I, oh, okay. I was like, we don't have enough time for anymore. Wait, you don't even know how this ends? No, I know how it ends. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know if I trust her because when she... What? She, Why? Because every time she talks about everything that she did back when she did it, she's like, we needed to do it. And so it, I wouldn't be shocked if 
she killed him to stop his suffering, and she's like, I'm doing this for you, and it's like, you don't have the right to just take his life. No. But she was kind of a gung-ho go-getter. I guess that's one way to put it, sure. She went murderer. There's another way. (laughs) All right, so what happened to Big Muddy Ranch, now called Rajneeshpuram, and the town formerly known as Antelope? I don't know. You tell me. All right, well... Many years later, the courts would agree that legally the city was incorporated the right way, but they were bankrupt and deserted. So the ranch was seized by the state of Oregon for not having paid taxes. All right. It would be sold to Dennis Washington, a billionaire from Montana in 1991, for the low, low price of $3.65 million. That sounds pretty um, good for a 64,000-acre ranch yeah. that's been built up into a city. Sure. Yeah. It would later be turned into a Christian youth camp operated by Young Life. Damn it! It is now called the, quote, Washington Family Ranch. Oh. I just fucking love that a sex cult became a Christian youth camp. Yeah, and got worse. <laughs> <laughs> I just love this murdering sex cult is, in its second iteration, worse. Yeah. So, after the cult regime fell, there was a vote on November 6, 1985, mm-hmm. only a month before I was born. Fuck you. To restore the original name of the mm-hmm. town back to Antelope. Oh. With a unanimous vote, 34 to 0, mm-hmm. the town was restored. I wish it was one. I wanted one guy, like, Johnny. I'm still to here. Be like, I love Rajneesh Param. Yeah, 34 to 1. <laughs> and it would be Antelope once again starting in 1986. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Hey. What is the bright side? Hey! We made it through the sex cult. God damn. That is a bumpy ride. Yeah, like and that's like the, the tip of the iceberg. Like, sure. watch it. There's so much more. Well, I have to watch this now. Yeah, it's, it's so, so fascinating. Amazing. Please, 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 listeners, watch this and at us with the part that freaks you out the most. There's naked there's, people in it. There's naked people. You want a sweetener? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of penis. There you go. And, and bouncing penis, which is weird looking. Is it in slow motion? No. Oh, well, then I'm a pass. Oh. <laughs> well, there's lots of jiggling butts, and that's fun, too. Oh, I'm back in. Okay. So, what is the bright side? I don't know. What you got? Justice was served. Absolutely true. For the most part. I mean, she should have been in jail longer. But yes. But everyone, even the even the bomber who bombed the hotel got justice. Yeah. Like, and legally, pe- people did things by the books. Like, with the exception of a few things, for the most part. Like, when... that's true. Like, even though they came in like and took over the town, they did it per the democratic example. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, if if you're gonna have if more people show up, then you know that are eligible to vote then that's just the way it goes that's how know, it in, a de- in a democracy sorry you well know? it's like how when gay but people, then, people to had a, new... a problem with it yeah. and so like you have recourse like because we had a justice system and because we have the infrastructure of that government we had recourse yeah like the people who didn't like it could take it to the state level to to the national level you know exactly like, we need help yeah yeah and uh no one died in the bio food attack that's that is massive. Including even an infant. Who people was, yeah. should have died. Yeah. That stuff kills people. Well, as many as, like, they were trying actively to kill people. Well, they so were... people, you know, rightly should have died, and that they didn't is yeah. absolutely a bright side. You know, that these attacks on local, the local town, this anti-democratic attack. Yeah. Like, that was domestic terrorism. Absolutely, oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, didn't result in any death, and that's a big, great thing. Yeah, and I mean, and, and, and I understand the idea of, like... When, like, it's easy to feel like your group is threatened and you want to defend them, but you should try to not get weapons to fucking murder people. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think I think we can generally all get behind the idea that a cult is bad. Like, yeah. an armed, naked, maroon cult is bad. That's <laughs> bad. Well, if they were just armed with their dicks, then it would be a much better cult. This is a far deadlier weapon than yeah. anything you could... Look oh, out, I'm going to put your eye out wow. with the speed of my cum. Wow. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Shit! Yeah. All right, you I wins. love that you're going to have to edit that and listen to that. fucking win. Yeah. So, <laughs> the final thing for me was Antelope was restored. They, <laughs> so, the people that are still there got to get their town back. Mm-hmm. They, they were invaded, and they got it back. By criminals. It was pretty obvious. Yeah. By criminals. They did a lot of criminal things. Yeah. And so, you know, the thing was restored. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't go to, like, Arizona or some place that was a little closer in temperature to uh, India, where they had come from. Right. Maybe they didn't want to get sand in their asshole? Well, then they probably shouldn't have started in India. Well, he was born there. (laughs) 
It's kind of hard to like, wherever you are born naked, there shall you stay naked. Yeah. Jumping around, <laughs> meditating yes. in that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, literally, when you watch some of the, the meditation videos, I'm there were moments where I was like, oh, mm. um, I would have left. Like, even though yeah. there's a lot of naked people, then that's fun for a minute. Then when they started doing some of the other stuff, I was like, no, that's violent. All the naked screaming, not yeah. not, not, not so much for naked that. Naked screaming is like, oh, we just had a fight while trying <laughs> to have sex, and now everybody's really unhappy. Oh, my God. I have got to watch this thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. God. So you're recommending the Netflix... Wild, wild country. I will check it out. It's really, I mean, there's a ton of articles out there, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's a ton of stuff out there that we couldn't add to this. Real cult. I love cult. And maybe Fantastic. maybe another day we'll do a mini episode to touch base on some of the other stuff. But yeah, it's crazy. Just, you may just want to watch it. It's cool. Yeah. And, uh... But yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I, I hope you had a fantastic time. Yeah. We'll see you again next week. Yeah. Keep looking on the bright side and go, go Blue Wave. <laughs> yes, Blue Wave. <laughs> This is my town now. Oh. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BrightsideKNJ and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the bright, bright side. side.